stocking up all the way up. It's a time when the greedy give a dime to the needy. Blue Christmas, all the papers and the folly rock. Blue Xmas, people trading gifts that matter not at all. What I call folly rock, bitter gall. Addressing 20 zillion Christmas cards. Now, Yuletide is the season to receive and oh to give and ah to share. But all you December do gooders rush around and rant and rave and loudly blare. Merry Christmas. I hope yours is a bright one, but for me. Yes. You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming right up with Gavin Walker. (laughs) I said right up. Uh Uh-huh. It will be. And here it is. Thank you. 
We would like to welcome you to the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show, as this will be our last show for 2018. Uh, We're going to take a vacation live, at least, for a couple of weeks. But uh, on the 24th and 31st, there will be podcasts from, uh, or a podcast for each day from uh, a previous show. So uh, if you are around and want to hear some good music and good jazz music, there you go. The 24th and 31st. And we'll be back live on January 7th with the first show for 2019. So we have a lot of Christmas music to play for you this evening. Stuff that you're not going to hear in the mall, definitely. And it'll be a little out of the ordinary, but we're going to mix that up with some um, non Christmas jazz music as well. So uh, we hope that you can stay with us for the duration of the show. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course this is The Jazz Show on CITR. And as usual, according to the long-standing tradition of The Jazz Show, we have Miles Davis and his All-Stars recorded December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1954. This music is so beautiful and so perfect almost that it really set the standard for jazz music uh, throughout the years. Miles Davis did so many significant recordings and really he wasn't afraid to say that he changed jazz music by his uh, concepts. But the interesting thing about this recording is that even though it's not Christmas music per se, the spirit of Christmas seems to run through all of the sounds uh, from this legendary record date. And it was an all-star date. There's a a lot of stories connected with it, most of them false. Um, The musicians got together Uh, Miles was approached by the owner of Prestige Records, the redoubtable and feisty Bob Weinstock, who said, I've got a recording session for you. It's going to happen on the 24th, and I would like you to record with our other best-selling artists, the Modern Jazz Quartet. And Miles, of course, said, yeah, this is great. Um, so I'm going to be recording with Milt Jackson, Percy Heath, Kenny Clark, and, and, and of course, John Lewis on piano. He said, no, it will be with members of the Modern Jazz Quartet, but not John Lewis on piano. Now, John Lewis was one of Miles Davis's best friends, and Miles was very puzzled, apparently, <laughs> at this meeting. Well, who's going to be the pianist? Horace Silver? That was another favorite of Miles. No a guy that's not selling too many records for prestige, but he is under our contract. You know him. You've played with him. Thelonious Monk. And, of course, Miles frowned and said, No, man, no, I don't want to do this date. 
you know, I love Monk. I respect him. But I, I really don't want to do this. And, and so <laughs> they had a standoff. Miles Davis and Bob Weinstock, two very headstrong people. And um, apparently they, they sat in silence. And Weinstock said, well, basically no Monk, no record date, man. That's it. It's got to be Monk. And, of course, uh, the standoff continued, and then Miles finally acquiesced and said, I can handle Monk. Okay, I'll do it. And that's how, <laughs> that's how it came about. Now, there, were, um, there was a little bit of a, uh, a conceptual clash on the date, um, Monk being a leader in his own right and Miles Davis being a leader in his own right. Both headstrong individuals. So um, they had a few uh, words, um, and basically, Miles simply uh, wanted, gave Monk some direction, and Monk sort of said, Well, I don't know if I want to do this, but he did. And everything worked out beautifully. And it, of course, uh, the music was uh, absolutely gorgeous and became a classic recording. And uh, it's just so beautiful. And the playing on, on this particular recording is so iconic and uh, worth listening to year after year after year. Even if you've heard it many times, there's always something new that you can gather from this uh, wonderful recording session. And it uh, truly is an all-star date. But uh, all these musicians came together, and they didn't get together to make any kind of revolutionary statement or anything. This is just how they played. And uh, that's why the music turned out to be so beautifully profound, because they all played at their best. And we're going to play that uh, recording session this evening. So uh, it's also known as the Bags Groove session, because that was the first tune that was recorded. Now, Two tunes were completed uh, in the afternoon. The session started about four in the afternoon, and then they took a break over dinner and came back and finished the recording date, and uh, they were all out of there by 9 o'clock um, Christmas Eve and all went their own separate ways to go home to their wives, girlfriends, families, all that sort of stuff, and everybody was happy. And the records were issued um, a few months later and, and became so iconic. Everybody bought these records. They were being played on jukeboxes, uh, on the radio. And uh, in a way, they really put Miles uh, even more on the map than he already was. So without further ado, we get to the recording session. Once again, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1954, these men gathered in the Rudy Van Gelder Recording Studio in Hackensack, New Jersey. And the people involved, Miles, of course, on trumpet, Thelonious Monk on piano, Milt Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums, who was the first, the original drummer with the modern jazz quartet. And we begin, of course, with Milt Jackson's great blues, Bag's Groove. And I have to point out that Thelonious Monk's piano solo on here is one of his most iconic. And um, what he does is absolutely amazing in its simplicity, 
the way he fools with the rhythm, uh, all sorts of stuff. It's incredible. So that's something to look out for in this first take of Bag's Groove. The second tune is a monk tune, and it's known as Bemsha Swing. And um, they do a, a wonderful job on that tune. And then the supper break happens, and they came back in the studio and then did a Miles Davis composition entitled Swing Spring. And the final tune uh, was the only standard on the recording date, and it's the great George Gershwin, George and Ira Gershwin tune called The Man I Love. And uh, again, this version by this group is iconic. So here then, our Christmas Eve, our Christmas jazz show, traditional, special, Miles Davis and his All-Stars, and we begin with Bag's Groove. Thank you. 
Our traditional Christmas music for this, the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, our last live program for 2018. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we'll be back on January 7th. 2019 live. However, on the 24th and 31st of this month, there will be a podcast recording um, of of previous shows. All right, you've heard our jazz feature, our traditional jazz feature, which we do every year, um, the last show of the year and the show closest to Christmas. And we play this legendary Miles Davis session, which was recorded in Rudy Van Gelder's studio, December 24th, 1954. And uh, Miles gathered all these incredible musicians, and um, they simply made some of the best jazz ever. And these recordings, of course, have uh, gone on to be Uh, jazz classics, and uh, music here is eternal. You can listen to these recordings year after year after year, time after time, and always find something new in in, uh, these pieces of music. The four main pieces um, recorded here in the afternoon, the band, which included, of course, uh, Milt Jackson on vibes, Thelonious Monk on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and the great Kenny Clark on drums. And the first two tunes recorded in the afternoon, the session started about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they did um, Milt Jackson's great 12-bar blues entitled Bag's Groove. And, of course, that had that amazing um, piano solo by Thelonious Monk, which has been analyzed and reanalyzed over the years. Uh, amazing uh, creative and uh, imaginative and and funny piano solo, as only Thelonious Monk can do it. And then uh, following Bag's Groove, we heard Bemsha Swing, which, of course, is a Thelonious Monk composition. Then uh, the band took a break for, uh, for dinner and came back and recorded Swing Spring by Miles Davis. And the final tune, and we had a, uh, a, f- uh, a false start, a little bit of uh, conversation with everybody in the band, and then bang, they went into uh, a marvelous version of George and Ira Gershwin's The Man I Love. And that concluded uh, the session around 9 o'clock in the evening, and all the musicians departed for their homes, for their, to their wives, girlfriends, families, etc., and everyone was happy with the results, 
And uh, as Kenny Clark said, the whole session was just beautiful. And uh, it certainly was, and I certainly hope you enjoyed it. The Miles Davis All-Stars, our traditional uh, jazz feature for this, the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, we shall return in a very few moments uh, with some Christmas music. Yes, right after this. MRG Concerts presents John Grant. He's got his mother ships. Songwriter and synth lover returns to Vancouver in support of his fourth solo album, Love is Magic. This is his best and most electronic record yet. Catch him live at the Imperial on December 20th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketfly and Red Cat Records. What newspapers and magazines did you regularly read to stay informed and to understand the I've world? read most of them, again, with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. Like, what I mean, specifically? Um, all of them. Want to know more than Sarah Palin? Join CITR's Current Affairs Coordinator, Alex DeBoer, every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in room 2514 in the AMS Nest to learn best practices for covering local current affairs topics for radio. The weekly training sessions will cover writing for radio, determining newsworthiness, media ethics, interviewing, writing balanced stories, and more. you know you're going to hear about the weather with that uh, intro. And there is a wind warning out this evening. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty blustery out there. And uh, the rain is uh, supposedly going to end around midnight this evening and then just sort of be kind of drizzly, showery, etc. with a low of 9. And then tomorrow, showers... Um, will end around noon, and then it'll be cloudy with a 60% of a shower. So really not um, uh, a whole lot of change there, and it's going to be occasionally windy as well tomorrow. So Wednesday is um, strictly showers with a low of 8 and a high of 9. Thursday is rain and windy once again with a low of 6 and a high of 10. Make your Christmas shopping uh, all that uh, uh, more pleasant with all the rain and wind, etc. Friday's going to be a bit of a break. It's a mix of sun and cloud, uh, which is kind of nice, with a low of 5 and a high of 7. And then Saturday is cloudy with only a 60% chance of a shower. Colder, though, with a low of 0 and a high of 5. And then Sunday, 
cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower again with a low of zero and a high of five. So there you be for the weather for the week. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. We're going to give you some Christmas music now, but uh, this is uh, really not uh, the kind of music you're going to hear in the malls. Uh, These are some great artists. The first one is one of my favorite tenor saxophonists. He's the guy that uh, solos on our theme song. He's the first uh, tenor saxophone soloist. Um, And, of course, he's the great Gene Ammons, Eugene Ammons. And here he is with uh, Wynton Kelly on piano, George DeVivier on bass, and Rudy Collins on drums. And he's going to do the great uh, Mel Torme classic, of course, The tune is the Christmas song. And we're going to follow that with Chet Baker um, on trumpet with Russ Freeman on piano, Joe Mondragon on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums with the Winter Wonderland. Then we're going to have a little treat from Charlie Parker right after those tunes. So a little bit of Christmas music, quality Christmas music. Enjoy. Somebody 
You know, somebody called a little while ago when they called uh, at the studio and they said, uh, I wonder if you can get Bird to do something on Christmas. Well, it's fitting. This is Christmas uh, morning. And the Bird's got a little arrangement, a little surprise for you on White Christmas. Thank you. 
Well, we presented a small tribute to Christmas with uh, four tunes um, that, uh, as I mentioned before, you're not going to hear this music in the mall. First was the great tenor saxophonist, that big, huge sound, playing the Christmas song written by Mel Torme. You know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That one. And that opened our set. That was Gene Ammons doing that tune with uh, Wynton Kelly on piano, playing a little jingle bells in the background, George DeVivier on bass, and Rudy Collins on drums. And we followed that with um, the ebullient sounds of Chet Baker on trumpet, with uh, Russ Freeman on piano, Joe Mondragon on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums. And Chet did Winter Wonderland. Then we turned... And we heard the uh, plummy tones of uh, Symphony Sid um, introducing Charlie Parker and his quintet. And they did a head arrangement of Irving Berlin's great tune, White Christmas. And, of course, uh, Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Al Haig on piano, Tommy Potter on bass, and Max Roach on drums, all recorded December 25th. Early in the morning, 1948, at the Royal Roost. And we ended with um, a short version, which only came out on a 45, of John Coltrane doing Greensleeves with his classic quartet. And, of course, Mr. Coltrane on soprano saxophone, McCoy Tyner at the piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. Some Christmas music, and we'll have some more, and we're going to have a visit from Lord Buckley a little later on the show. Not too much later, but you got to hear this if you've never heard it before, because he's going to do the story of Scrooge, as only Lord Buckley can do it. So that'll be coming up, but right now we're going to take you to a concert that took place in Tokyo, April 30th, 2001. And this is this incredible trio, Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, and Jack DeJanette on piano, bass, and drums, respectively. And Keith Jarrett never calls this trio the Keith Jarrett trio. He, he had always had a tendency to say that this is a collective, not somebody leading a trio because everyone works together so beautifully. And, of course, it was one of the best piano trios ever. Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, and Jack DeJanette. And uh, they are no longer playing together because uh, Gary Peacock, the bassist, has retired from playing. And uh, I don't know what Keith is uh, up to these days, but you can be sure that he hasn't finished yet. Um, Anyway, he's going to do a tune written by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart. And... Keith gives it, um, we, we have a tendency to think of Keith as being very serious all the time. Uh, and he, he takes a very lighthearted um, approach to this wonderful Rogers and Hart standard tune called You Took Advantage of Me. See, the political correct people can, uh, could get uh, nasty with that title. But anyway, that's the, that's the title of the tune. You took advantage of me, and we're going to follow that with one of my favorite Jerome Kern tunes, Yesterday. So two pieces of music by Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, 
and Jack DeJanet, recorded in Tokyo in April of nineteen of uh, two thousand and one.
the always amazing and profound Keith Jarrett at the piano, along with Gary Peacock on bass and Jack DeJanette on drums, this uh, incredible trio, uh, sometimes called the Standards Trio because they do play uh, standard tunes from the Great American Songbook, the Gershwins, the Porters, the all of those. And in this case, they took a beautiful uh, or wonderful Rogers and Hart ballad, uh, not ballad, but uh, tune, and uh, opened the set. And, of course, that was a tune called You Took Advantage of Me. And, of course, Jarrett, uh, particularly lighthearted on that tune, he was having a lot of fun. And then he got very serious on uh, the great Jerome Kern tune called Yesterdays. And that's the title of this album, which came out on ECM. And it's a recording of a concert that the uh, trio did in Tokyo in 2001. You are listening to the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show and the last edition of The Jazz Show for 2018. And there'll be podcasts uh, next Monday, the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, uh, a podcast, and again on the 31st, which is New Year's Eve. And I'll be back live, I hope, (laughs) on January 7th uh, with uh, our first show for 2019. And something uh, about Christmas, something I'd like to suggest um, those of you that are looking for a nice, reasonable Christmas gift for um, not only a jazz fan, but someone who uh, may be interested in Vancouver's cultural history. And I would definitely recommend Live at the Cellar, written by Marion, Dr. Marion Jago. And um, that is an incredible book, and it's available at UBC Press. So all you have to do is get on your computer and go to UBC Press, and you can order that book. Uh, Hopefully you'll get it before Christmas and maybe uh, um, give it to someone you know who is interested not only in jazz music uh, and the history of jazz music in Vancouver, but um, the cultural history of Vancouver and the original cellar, which existed from 1956 to 1964 in its original edition, um, was an incredible club. Um, and, of course, all the great uh, members of the, uh, the founding fathers of the cellar, people like Al Neal, John, the late John Daw, um, Jim Johnson, uh, the late Bill Boyle, uh, so many people, um, Barry Kramer, um, so many people were involved um, at the evolution of the original cellar. And it really was um, a cultural center. And this book, uh, The Cellar, is kind of at the center of this. And uh, um, Dr. Jago goes into um, a whole history of uh, the weird liquor laws here in Vancouver. That's a really interesting chapter. Uh, A lot of people don't know. (laughs) They're still weird, really, compared to uh, other parts of the world. But um, that's okay. They're getting better. 
let's face it. But uh, yeah, uh, so this is all part of the and and how the club evolved and and the cultural history of Vancouver. So I highly recommend this book, uh, uh, Live at the Cellar by Dr. Marion Jago. That's J A G O, and uh, she's a, a music professor. Uh, she currently lives in Edinburgh, but uh, she worked very, very hard on this book, and it's a really interesting um, bit of Vancouver history. Even if you're maybe not a jazz fan but a history buff, uh, this this book is interesting as well. So it is available at UBC Press, so just get onto your computer and uh, Google UBC Press, and you'll see um, it would make a very nice Christmas present. We're going to get back to Christmas now on The Jazz Show. And, uh, well, we have a few things to play for you. And don't forget, the story of Scrooge is coming up very soon. But first, we're going to listen to Rassan Roland Kirk with Hank Jones on piano, Wendell Marshall on bass, and Charlie Persip on drums. And an incredible version of the um, old Christmas carol, We Three Kings. And, of course, Roland uh, changed the title a little bit and called it We Free Kings. And then we're going to listen to a couple of pieces um, by the great resident pianist Chris Sigerson with the late wonderful bass player who lived here and contributed to the jazz scene for so many years, Chris Nelson. And... Uh, two excerpts from their wonderful album called A Chris Chris Christmas. And we're going to hear, of course, Vince Garaldi's beautiful tune, Christmas Time is Here, and then a version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and then Look Out, because Coming to Town is the story of Scrooge. But first, Rassan Roland Kirk.
That's me, I'm Scrooge, and I got all Molly's Bolly, and I'm the baddest cat in all this world. I've been studying all my life how to Scrooge people, and I guarantee you I've done some fine work in that direction. Cratchit! Yes, sir? You busy? I surely is, sir. See that you keep busy, there ain't no dangling wanging around here. Keep everybody tight, and tell them two cats come in here, want to get some money, I ain't giving no money away. They're messing with Scrooge, I'm taking it in, I ain't putting it out. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Well, keep it clear. People come around here wanting my gold. It's all trying to pry into my vault. Every time I turn around, somebody's trying to snap. Tell my nephew I don't want to have no dinner with him. And if he never comes in here again, that'll be too soon. I'll tell the cat, see that you do. I understand these people who after my gold. I close up this here place and, and uh, what's, what? Yeah, let me tell you something else. You think that you're going to get off Christmas Day? Well, I was hoping, sir, that you'd let me knock off just a little while for Christmas Eve because I want to go home and cool the goose. Well, if you're going to get off Christmas Eve, you're going to have to work all day Christmas. You hear me? I hear you, sir. I'm with it. Well, I guess they're going on home here. So Scrooge takes off and he cuts on down the street and the snow is blowing and the wind is wooing. And Scrooge is going along in his loose soul and his loose clothes and his hard cash box and his big money mine going on in his wig. And he ding, ding, ding up the stairs and he opens his door and he gets inside and he puts a double lock on the door because he's a little bug tonight. He's been saying humbug so long and humbug this and humbug that. He done give himself a natural humbug. He's got the bug humming in him, see? So he double locked the door. And he sit there and all of a sudden there's an old bell laying over there in the corner and the bell goes ding, 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 ding. Scrooge said, what's that? Bang, dong. He said, what's that? Bell started ringing. Bang, dong, boom, boom. Pretty soon all the bells all over the house started ringing. Ding, ding, bang, bang, dong. Bang, dong, boom, boom, bang, dong. Boom, boom. And you hear somebody like some chain cats are pulling all the chains from the chains of time up the hill of strife, ringing and dang. They said, what is all that ringing and dang with them chains? And all of a sudden, bloop. In come a cat, the wildest looking cat you ever seen in his life. Real gone cat, and Scrooge does a real wild take. He says, I know who that stud is. That's Molly. He says, I know that's Molly. What's he doing here? He says, hey, Molly. He says, yes, that's me. He says, Molly, you sure chained up there, man. You got chains all over you there. He says, well, I put them on myself. That's the way I lived it. I chained myself. I hung myself up with all these chains, you know, being parsimonious, understand me. I can't get them off. Now, I've been lugging these chains all over the country for the past seven years. At a long time, what you want with me there, Molly, Molly? Because I got your barley. That's why you... I don't mess with no barley no more. I wish I'd give it all away when I had it. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. I'm a spook, you know. that you telling me I know you're a spook, Molly, and I'm going to get straight with you. I'm going to tell you something else, too, Mr. Scroogey, Scroogey. There going to be three more gaslighting spooks come in to see you. He said, three more gaslighting spooks? Man, I said, one spook's enough. I said, can't I have them all at one time? He said, no, they're coming one at a time. First one will be 11, the next one will be 12, the next one will be one. Man, it's how I don't dig it. It ain't what you dig, Scrooge. It's what you're putting down. You've been a very solid cat all this time. You're going to be gaslighted by these spooks. Well, they say, if it got to be gas, it ain't going to cost me no money, is it? Cost you more than that, Scrooge. He said, it ain't no more than money. He said, you find out. Mm-hmm. Molly split. And old Scrooge is sitting there sweating and ding ding ding. And all of a sudden, man, he hears some crazy, wild kind of a thing going on. He don't know just what it is. And all of a sudden, boom, here comes a great, big, Fat spook looked like take 170 wings and lift him off over the housetop. And he's got a old beat up cat and then strangly legs and strangly arms and, and pedicured eyes and all out of his skull, spooking up a storm. And he looks at old Scrooge and he says, Scrooge is standing there in the corner. He feels like a disrupted, small, disregarded, and unclaimed white mice midget style. He's sitting over there. And old spook say, Come with me because I is the ghost of the Christmas past. And Scrooge said, do I have to say you 
certainly do. And he got on the ghost's wing, and he took off. And he's flying old spooks over the top of the mountain. The wind is blowing, and the wind is popping his wake. And he's looking down and seeing all these crazy scenes going on. Zoom, he goes for a few more miles, and whoosh, takes him down to a sunlit pasture. And the sunlit pasture is full of children. And they're singing and dancing and loving and going and swinging. And, and Scrooge said, hey, Scrooge said, look, 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 that, that's me down there. Yeah, that's you. That's you. He said, I look pretty good. Yeah, but you don't look good now. He said, I want to hear you. You've got to get yourself straight. Something terrible going to happen to you. Zoom, he takes him over to another place, and he shows him a pretty little chick. Got dimples, three dimples on each chin, and she got three little dimple children, and the next little dimple on the way, and there's a real swinging cat around there, and it's a happy time place. Looks like 17 carnivals taking off. And Scrooge, look at this chick. Say, I remember that chick. I could have married her one time. Spook said, yeah, you could if you wasn't so tight in your purse. Y'all thinking about yourself, that's what happened. He said, let me hip you further, Mr. Scrooge. Let me tell you one thing. You could have got everything straight if you wanted, and you better straighten up. Scrooge said, take me home. He goes to say, I will. <laughs> Boom, and he's home again. He said, oh, man, that was a shaker. He said, I don't know what's jumping off here, but he said, this whole thing, this whole thing is shaking me up pretty bad. He said, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, I don't know. <laughs> here comes another big spook. Ooh, he's a wild-looking spook. He's a crazy-looking spook. He's a far-out spook. He's a gaslight spook. He's got a gaslight right on the top of his wig, <laughs> going around like one of them automatic pilot lights in a lighthouse. And he's gassing up the whole scene. He said, come with me. I'm the ghost of Christmas present. And Scrooge look around and see the joint is loaded with apples and bananas and, and oranges and, and credulies and aquavots and ripper lips and all kinds of crazy wild grapes and crazy Christmas scenes and nuts and, and candy. And he said, come with me. He done took off again. He said, I'm the ghost of the Christmas present. He said, I'm going to show you what's going on in this world and how the people dig Christmas and how to all enjoy. And he took them over to a little old outcast island. And they're sitting on a small beat up rock with two studs jumping up on the can of beans singing, Merry Christmas with you, Merry Christmas with you, Merry Christmas to the whole world and so on and so forth. And he showed them the people jumping for joy here and he showed the cats it ain't got nothing, got something anyway. And they all jumping for joy singing, Merry Christmas and the bells is ringing. He said, now you get yourself straight and see how things is jumping. Come with me. So they fly over to Cratchit's place and there's little old Tiny Tim. He's singing over the quarter crochet and a little crazy scene on his crutch fiddling around, you know what I mean? And can on see and they're all talking about, look at this here goose. And they look down at a little goose about, about the size of a beat-up retarded sparrow, and everybody's oohing and on all over this goose, and they're saying, when are we going to spread it, and so on, and Tiny Tim say, God bless everyone, even up and including old Scroogey Scrooge. God bless everyone. That's what Tiny Tim say. And old Scrooge got wet eyes, uh -huh. took him back again. Wow! whole side of the building up, boom, and come a long angular spook, look like 17 gas lighters, stove pipes hung together with jingle jangle bells all over. Spook takes a look at this cat and says, do I have to go with you? He says, you suddenly do, because I'm the ghost of Christmas future. He says, come with me. He says, where are we going? He says, none of your business. Uh -huh. He takes those screws and they cut off all the flying, and they're flying around the moonlight and shining down on boom, they're in a graveyard. Ooh, a wild, ooh, crazy spooky graveyard. And those Scrooge is walking around, and finally something steps out at him like he was stuck in the force of his eyes with some sort of an electronic pitchfork, and he reads on a, one of them billboards in that graveyard and say, this is Scrooge, the baddest cat that ever lived. He ain't had nothing, he won't have nothing, and he ain't got nothing now. Period. And Scrooge looks at us, oh, Scrooge, what's wrong? And the man, he said, well, come with me. They go over to another place, and he says, you going to the funeral? Say, not me, man. I wouldn't go near that cat, dead or alive. <laughs> they couldn't pay me getting near that cat. Say, what the hell is that? And suddenly comes Scrooge, Scrooge is taking the coffin factory, and they see all these coffins laying around, and he wasn't coughing. All of us got flowers around this poor little coffin. He got nothing on it but just
branches, some pine wood boughs. And old Scrooge look up the coffin, he look at this and that, but he's afraid to look all the way, for he knows who is in that coffin. So zoom, he swings on back again, and the ghost puts him down, and old Scrooge is shaking and shivering, and he finally falls into a real wild, crazy, miser's coma. And he falls out for how long, he don't know when he wakes up in the morning. Oh, the sun was shining on the glorious snow. And old Scrooge is feeling so groovy and so wild. And he tick, 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 tiptoes over the window. He up with the window, see a little cat. I say, hey, boy, I said, yes, sir. He said, you know that great, big, giant, king-sized bird down in Doodley's window? He said, you mean the prize bird? No, I say, I mean that big, great, big, king-sized bird. He said, go get that bird. Here's a 20. He knocks a 20 on him. He said, go get that bird. And here's 10 more for a cat. And here's $5 for your sister. And here's 2250 for your uncle's new bar. And he said, tell anybody wants anything, see Scrooge. He said, I'm flying this here Christmas. He said, I want to see Cratchit swing out with a great big swing and happy dinner. He said, I'm with it all the way. And old Scrooge gets dressed and he's walking down the street. And ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. The bells is ringing. Scrooge got a big smile on his face. And people that he's seen for 20 years never said hello. Say, Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. He said, what you say, baby? And he can on and can on. He's happy as the day is long. And he finally fell into old Bob Cratchit's place. And he's got Christmas toys and Christmas jars and Christmas presents for everybody. And they just open the goose, and little Tiny Tim see him coming and say, God bless Mr. Scrooge. He done did the turnabout. He's the Lord's boy today. And that's the story of Scrooge. You can get with it if you want to. There's only one way straight to the road of love.
Uh, yes, Jimmy Smith on the Hammond organ doing, of course, Greensleeves along with Kenny Burrell on guitar and Grady Tate on drums. And, of course, uh, we're doing a little tribute to uh, Christmas on this Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. And, of course, um, I don't think you'll hear much of this music that we played this evening in the malls. And uh, I hope you find it uh, refreshing. And, of course, uh, we're in the Christmas season. We're going to hear a lot of Christmas music. Now, we opened that set with uh, Rassan Roland Kirk doing We Three Kings. And, of course, Kirk playing all of his instruments, his uh, manzalo, his stritch, his tenor saxophone, his flute, uh, accompanied by Hank Jones on piano, Wendell Marshall on bass, and Charlie Percep on drums, and We Three Kings. Then we heard two um, very seasonal tunes. Uh, the first one, of course, was um, Christmas Time is Here, written by the great late Vince Guaraldi from his Charlie Brown Christmas. And uh, the second one was the widely known Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And both of those tunes were played by two resident Vancouver musicians, one with us and one sadly departed. And uh, Chris Sigurdsson was on piano with Chris Nelson on bass. And that's from a delightful album that they did um, before Chris Nelson's demise. Uh, called A Chris Chris Christmas. Then, of course, we heard the story of Scrooge, Lord Buckley style, uh, with the incredible Lord Buckley doing all the voices and just uh, absolutely uh, doing this manic version of the story of Scrooge. And, uh, of course, one of his classics. Uh, among many, Lord Buckley was... Uh, a very unique individual and a very unique comedian as well. Then we followed Lord Buckley with the Modern Jazz Quartet doing, of course, a piece of music which is known as England's Carol and better known as God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And we ended this set with, as I mentioned, Jimmy Smith on the Hammond organ doing, of course, his rendition of Greensleeves, along with Kenny Burrell on guitar and Grady Tate on drums. And, of course, the members of the Modern Jazz Quartet, um, which played before Greensleeves, uh, Milt Jackson, of course, on Vibes, who was a big part of our jazz feature this evening, Percy Heath on bass, um, he was part of it as well, Connie Kay on drums, and, of course, the musical director, John Lewis, at the piano. One of my favorite alto saxophonists is a gentleman I got to know quite well. His name is Sonny Red. Uh, his birth name was Sylvester Kiner Jr. and he was born in Detroit, Michigan, and on this day in 1932, and sadly passed away March 20th, 1981. And um, he was only 48 years old, and he was one of the most soulful, wonderful uh, alto saxophonists 
Uh, he also played the larger tenor as well and played some flute, but it was his alto saxophone that really established his personality, and he was a very adventurous uh, improviser, although he, he worked um, with, he, he actually came from Charlie Parker and Sonny Stitt, and, uh, and yet uh, he had a, a very great imagination, wonderful sound on his instrument as well. And uh, he was one of those musicians that you could tell right away who it was. Um, and Sonny Red is a big part of this album. The album is led by trumpeter Donald Byrd, who actually grew up with Sonny Red. They went to school together. They, they had known each other in Detroit from, I think, grade eight. And uh, Donald Byrd always admired Sonny Red. He said he was the one that really brought me into jazz music because he was so dedicated and dedicated to his, the alto saxophone and dedicated to jazz music. Um, so this is really a Donald Byrd album, but Sonny Red is really the most unique voice on this album. I love this album. Uh, so I'm going to play you some tracks from it in honor of Sonny Red because for me, he steals the show um, on these tracks. We're going to hear... the. Uh, the first track is written by Donald Byrd, and the title track is called Blackjack. And uh, then we're going to hear three compositions by Sonny Red. Uh, he really contributed a lot to this uh, particular recording session. Um, and we're going to follow that with uh, these three Sonny Red compositions. After Blackjack, we're going to hear West of the Pecos, um, Loki, L-O-K-I, and Beale Street, all written by Sonny Red. And the people involved here, Donald Byrd on trumpet is the band leader, Sonny Red on alto saxophone, the great Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton on piano, Walter Booker on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And we open the set with Blackjack. And the first solo is taken by Sonny Red, and you'll hear that sound on all of those tunes that I'm going to play for you.
We paid a small tribute to a great alto saxophonist by the name of Sonny Red. He was born Sylvester Kiner in uh, Detroit, and known as Sonny Red, born on this day, December 17, 1932, and sadly passed away at uh, age 48, died of a lung ailment on the 20th of March, 1981. And he's heavily featured on this particular album um, in a band led by his buddy, uh, another product of uh, Detroit, the late great trumpeter Donald Byrd. And uh, Donald and Sonny went to school together in Detroit. They met in grade eight, and of course uh, it was Sonny Red who encouraged Donald Byrd to uh, get into jazz and um, start to play and all that kind of stuff. He was an inspiration, and of course they remained friends throughout. And Sonny is a big part of this uh, wonderful album, but it's Donald Byrd on trumpet, Sonny Red on alto saxophone, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton on piano, Walter Booker on bass, and Billy Higgins on drums. And all of this came out on an album on Blue Note Records under Donald Byrd's name called Blackjack. And that's what we heard. Uh, The first tune was written by Donald Byrd, the title track, and we heard Blackjack. And, of course, the first solo on there was by Sonny Red, and his sound is so distinctive on here. He really stands out on this album. And then we heard three Sonny Red compositions. Uh, Track two was entitled West of the Pecos, and track three was entitled Loki, and track four was um, the final Sonny Red composition, kind of a funky thing entitled Beale Street. So our small tribute to a great alto saxophonist, very distinctive jazz voice, the late and wonderful Sonny Red. We're going to turn now to a couple of pieces of music by a gentleman who was a big part of our jazz feature this evening, and I'm talking about pianist Thelonious Monk. This is from his period at Prestige Records. And we're going to hear two pieces um, by Monk, of course, with his trio with Percy Heath on bass. And at that time, his favorite drummer and his best friend, Art Blakey, on drums. And two Monk compositions. The first one I've always liked, very fascinating piece of music, very, very rarely played by other people. And this is a composition called Work. And following that is the very first version of Blue Monk. And that's a tune that just about everybody plays. And, of course, one of his most famous 12-bar blues. It was very interesting because on this uh, recording session, the supervisor the redoubtable Bob Weinstock, who owned Prestige Records. Um, Monk was thinking of of playing another tune, and and, uh, Weinstock said to him, you know, I don't think you've ever recorded a blues with us. Why don't you do a blues? And Monk said, well, um, uh, okay. And he made it up, spur of the moment. And that's how Blue Monk... Um, came into existence. So this is the very first recording of that tune. But we begin with work, 
and then followed by Blue Monk. Thelonious Monk on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and Art Blakey on drums.
Yes, that is the great gentleman that uh, do our theme song. And, of course, that's another track from this uh, classic album called Soul Stir. And, of course, the title of that one is We Want to Cook. And, of course, and they do. Uh, in the rhythm section, um, Sonny Clark on piano, Ike Isaacs on bass, and the great Elvin Jones on drums. And, of course, the three horns on the front line, Benny Green on trombone, uh, Gene Ammons. Uh, he took the first tenor saxophone solo, and the unheralded and but wonderful uh, second tenor saxophone solo was taken by Billy Root. Um, Billy was originally from Philadelphia, and uh, one of the mainstays of the jazz scene in that uh, in that great city. All right, well that's uh, just about does it. Oh, and before that, of course, we heard two classic pieces of music by Thelonious Monk, recorded in 1954 for Prestige Records. Um, Thelonious playing with Percy Heath on bass and Art Blakey on drums, and the first composition was entitled Work, and the second one was the very first version of Blue Monk. And, of course, Work is a little more obscure Monk composition, rarely played by other people, and Blue Monk, of course, uh, became one of his best-known 12-bar blues. And then we played We Want to Cook Now. <laughs> Thought I'd end the show, um, this last show of 2018, on an up-tempo note. And, of course, that's, uh, as I said, that's with this familiar cast who, uh, of course, does our theme song that you're going to hear in a very few seconds. But I'd just like to say thank you very much for being out there this evening. And, of course, I would like to wish all of you listeners, those of you that are casual listeners, those of you that are regular listeners, a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And, of course, if you have any other holidays that you celebrate during this holiday season, I wish you the best of all of those holidays as well. And um, we'll be back live uh, January 7th. And as I mentioned before, um, on the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, and 31st, which is New Year's Eve, both of those are on Monday nights, uh, there'll be uh, past podcasts from this program. So... um, If you choose to uh, check it out, please do so. But we'll be back live, as I mentioned, January 7th, 2019, and looking forward to seeing you, all of you there at that time. So take care, and uh, best of everything. Drive safely, and have a wonderful holiday season. And we'll see you next year. Bye-bye. Do-ba-do!